So I've been thinking about uh, some of the deception that the government has done to us over the years and how they don't seem to really have the best interest of we the people in mind. So I put together a little monologue, and actually with the help of my friend uh, Robert Jackson in Texas, sometimes he does some writing for me, and this is uh, a lot of one of his things, but I added a lot to it as well. So I, I titled it, Is It Safe? Now, as you approach the cage, you notice that the beast inside is baring its teeth. Some apprehension should motivate you as to prepare to open the cage door and enter. Despite being assured by the creature's handlers that the animal is safe, you should approach cautiously or even refuse to enter its domain. Knowing this beast's history and the fact that it has brutally attacked many people in the past should in every way cause doubt to form that should extend to the core of your very soul. Remember the Radium Girls from the 1920s? That's not a musical group, by the way. They were working with the radium-infused fluorescent paint and was told it was safe, and they were encouraged to shape their paintbrushes with their lips. They were painting glowing numbers on clock faces and radioactive paint with the beast that attacked them all. Remember the radio, Remember the glowy things? Remember the watches and things that had the glowy hands and the glowy, uh, you know, numbers on it and stuff? That was radium that was painted. It's, it's actually radioactive, you know, that's why they call it radium. Suffering was to be their future because they blindly accepted what they were told. The Tuskegee study of untreated syphilis in men of color was a study conducted between 1932 and 1972 by the United States Public Health Service and the Centers for Disease, Disease Control and Prevention on a group of nearly 400 African-American men with syphilis. As early as 1943, the discovery of penicillin G. benzathine could have saved these men all the pain and suffering they had endured for 30 years. Again, the snarling beast was allowed to eat these children of God alive. These guys were actually told, they had like control, a control group. They had one group that was told, oh, well, we're giving you this life-saving treatment. And part of that group was actually not being given anything at all. They'd been giving a placebo. So they were actually allowed to have the syphilis progress so that the, the scientists could study them and watch them die when they could have saved them. This is our U.S. government at work. From 1946 to 1992, the U.S. government conducted more than 1,000 nuclear tests during which unwitting troops were exposed to vast amounts of ionizing radiation. For protection, they had them wear utility jackets, helmets, and gas masks. They were told to cover their face with their arms. 114,270 Americans were thoughtlessly exposed to radiation as a matter of experimentation. There again, that's your government work. On May 21, 1946, Louis Sloton, a scientist was performing an experiment he had done several times before. He was demonstrating to his colleagues how to bring the two hemispheres of a plutonium core nearly to critical. I believe there was a movie about this I remember seeing. A dangerous experiment called Tickling the Dragon's Tail 
Sloten was using a screwdriver to separate the two halves of the core, but the screwdriver slipped. For a brief but fatal moment, the two halves touched and went critical. Sloten instantly received a lethal dose of radiation. Again, the point is that the handlers of the beast knew that radiation was dangerous, but they chose to allow it to attack 114,000 American citizens. There's credible evidence that in 19 or sorry, in 1898, our government sank the USS Maine while it was moored in Havana Harbor as a means of convincing the American people of a needed war with Spain. Many Americans died. There's credible evidence that the sinking of the Lusitania was allowed to be sunk as a result of it being sent through dangerous U-boat waters without any protection. This was done in order to manipulate the isolationist American people into embracing the not-so-great war. There is, a, there is credible evidence that President Roosevelt knew that the Japanese were going to attack Pearl Harbor, but allowed it to happen, again, to motivate the isolationist American people. In 1991, the U.S. military was administering experimental anthrax vaccines to soldiers in the Gulf. I know this because I have a good friend that this happened to. This drug was known as Vaccine A. I've mentioned it briefly on another show quite some time back. It was supposed to be by consent only, but nobody was told about this fact until they had been given the second dose of three shots. Since this vaccine was not supposed to be effective for six months, and the military wanted it to be effective much quicker, a substance called squalene was added to the ingredients which acts as an adjuvant to increase an antigenic response. In other words, this is what was added to shorten the time to effectiveness. By the way, ladies, I found something rather disturbing about squalene. Did you know that squalane which is a refined version of squalene, is an oil contained in the livers of sharks and is mainly used in cosmetics industry and its, for its moisturizing and restorative properties. To obtain this substance, 2.7 million sharks are captured and killed for their livers each year to obtain this substance. It is thought that the use of squalene in the anthrax vaccines may have been the cause to the disease known as Gulf War Syndrome. Of course, nobody's admitted that. Our Congress in 2008 admitted that the Gulf of Tonkin torpedo attack never happened. This doesn't change the fact that 55,000 American soldiers and 2 million-plus Vietnamese died based on a lie. President Kennedy was murdered not by lone nut, but these same rabid beasts. The murder itself doesn't matter as much as the cover-up. The building number seven collapse tells us everything we need to know about 9-11, in my opinion. Oh, and remember the guy living in a cave named Osama bin Laden that supposedly masterminded the entire 9-11 attack? We were told that we found him and killed him. His body was then dumped way out at sea so that nobody could ever prove anything to the contrary. And what about those elusive weapons of mass destruction in Iraq? Lastly, the entire world was told they would likely die or kill grandma if they didn't agree to having an experimental mRNA drug injected into their bodies. 
We were all told it was safe and effective, but as a matter of fact, they're still telling us it's safe and effective even as the count on the VAERS report continues to increase of, of, of people dying and adverse reactions, serious adverse reactions. And those that for some reason still fall for the phrase, I am here from the government and I'm here to help, mindlessly did what they were told. All while doctors were threatened with loss of their medical license if they told patients anything but the government-approved narrative. The truth of the matter is that those in power simply see all of us, little people, as pawns in their game. I tell you all of this today because the rabid beast is no longer caged, but has been unleashed upon the world. The truth is that the beast has never really been caged, but hunting us under the cover of night. Now it stalks us in the broad daylight. As people line up to have the fangs of this beast sunk into their skins, I choose to watch from behind my wall of skepticism, and I think you should too. <laughs> 